everyone, and welcome to episode 101 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Technically, the start of our third season here. It's it's weird to have to go into triple digits now for me. It's uh, have to have to lengthen the numbers now. <laughs> and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is still going to be Craig. I haven't changed it. I did get the uh, notification uh, from Facebook, I think yesterday or something. That was like us posting our first episode on Facebook, yes. um, which was kind of cool. So season three, right? Yep. Two year anniversary and right on the dot, new computer. We're ready to roll. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> podcast is getting larger. We have videos up now yeah. as well. So we're. We're having fun with it, and it turns out that changing our name is a lot more of a legal and technical thing that would take far too long for us to do anyway. So I think I'm going to stick with Barry for another year. <laughs> That's fair. But let's go ahead and get into the news. So first off, we might as well start with the state of play, which everyone kind of hyped up, not to <laughs> any fault of Sony themselves. They just You're said right. they were showing off some Japanese developers, but we did get some cool stuff. Returnal's getting free DLC or like a battle map. And co-op, which is something I completely didn't expect, but I think no. is an awesome addition uh, to the game. Is it enough for you to want to go back into it, though? Maybe I'd have to see if anybody wants to play co-op with me. Like, okay. I, I, I played Returnal and I really liked it. I'd have to see like what the scaling and everything, I guess, with two people is. Uh, I just don't know whether or not it's just going to be just an absolute killing machine like both like both of you just absolutely murdering everything and making it a breeze because like a part of Returnal was kind of how hard it gets yeah. as it gets on and how you kind of overcome that. We then also get the Dio Field Chronicle, which is kind of a Final Fantasy Tactics type of game. We have Valkyrie Elysium, which I have no idea what, <laughs> after watching that trailer. Yep. I have no idea what's going on. It gives me very near uh, type vibes. And then not Dino Crisis, but Exo Primal instead. Don't get my uh, hopes that, up for Dino Crisis, man. Yeah, it was <laughs> watching that trailer. I was like, I don't know much about Dino Crisis, but a lot of people were like saying, oh, is this a Dino Crisis like revival? Yeah. And I was like, well, this is strange. Like it, it it was it was cool. Strange. I think like it reminded me of in a way. Oh, man, I can't believe uh, eh, Anthem. It reminds me of like the Anthem type exosuits. And then just like dinosaurs, like just pouring out of a portal. Like it was so strange. It was such a strange trailer, but it looks funny and fun nonetheless. But did you have any sort of opinions on any of the games that were um, shown off? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything really stood out to me. And I mean, I wasn't hyped up for this anyway, so it's not like I was super disappointed. I didn't think anything looked that great, Yeah, but that's just me. Yeah, I had talked about, uh, you know, an earlier podcast about how, like, it would be cool to get a new Sly Cooper game. And then people were talking about how the Sly Cooper website has been updated for the first time in a while. And yep. I'm like, uh, are we going to actually get something? And then nothing happened. So nothing. Who knows? Maybe E3. Got to wait another three months for that kind of stuff. But uh, one can only hope. Yeah. Um, first bit of news that I had, I wanted to. It's not a rant, but I do want to go in on Rockstar a little bit here. Um, the details of the GTA five next gen upgrade. I figured and... this would be a talking point. <laughs> Listen, this is the what are we on the third console? Yeah, that this game's been on. Right. So we're on the third one. And 
I take issue with the fact one, I mean, they can charge. That's fine. If they want to charge to get it on next gen, that's perfectly within their right. I take issue with the fact that if you already own it, you should be getting this upgrade for free because it doesn't look like they're really adding anything. And I take giant issue from the fact that they were like, well, it's going to be $40, but it'll only be $20 if you buy it now. Right. And then later it goes up to $40. There's no reason this game should ever be $40 at any point ever again. Mm-hmm. This it's so old. The, their supposed upgrades are minimal to non-existent. Um, I think they said what better um, frames, maybe. Yeah, better frame rate, faster load time, which fast, yeah. faster load time is definitely going to be a plus because if anybody if if anybody still remembers the whole kind of loading issues when the when GTA Online first came out, it was definitely, yeah. it'll definitely it's, be a plus. The fact that they have the nerve, the gall to put this out there and not have anything on another GTA, a GTA 6 or any type of announcement really just really... I'm starting to get annoyed. I've been annoyed for like four or five years now with this game. <laughs> I know I know the presence is still there for GTA Online. I know people are still playing that, but at some point you got to put it to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I really don't have too much of an opinion about this cuz to be honest, I stopped playing GTA yeah. back in like the back in like the PS3 and, you know, 360 days at this point. You know, good for Rockstar for continuing to, like, get the game out there and get it to be working on the newer consoles. But I do admit charging $40 for this game is a little bit a little bit insane, considering that they're probably have been well underway with GTA 6 already. And a part of me is surprised that, like, they aren't doing anything with Red Dead Redemption 2. And that's kind of their latest uh, release as of late. So I'm kind of surprised that they just don't also try to update or give next gen upgrades for for that but i guess the on well we know that the online definitely isn't as popular right what it is with gta but you know they're they're gonna milk that cash cow for everything it's got i guess right pulling a pulling a skyrim right yeah (laughs) i even though i feel like it's almost worse than skyrim even though i know that's not the case i know it's it's definitely not yeah (laughs) but that's that's how how it works i guess with them uh, next up is going to be Russia legalizing piracy uh, with all of the game developers and all of the of uh, not just game developers, but a lot of international companies pulling services out. Uh, and especially like recently with Sony telling them that they've stopped uh, releasing Gran Turismo 7 and console sales to Russia. Uh, they've said, OK, piracy is free. So or piracy is legal. So I can't imagine all of the people like taking advantage of all this right now uh, with. Yeah, it just has to be insane because like piracy has been a big problem in the US for sure. And now telling people in Russia that piracy is just a OK. I imagine everybody's got all of their Blu-ray disc burners or 4K <laughs> disc Blu-ray disc burners and going to sell stuff themselves as long as they can get it in from other places. So it's it really is insane. Uh that they legalized piracy, but this is going to be kind of a turning point in like the piracy wars, I think, Uh, or at least maybe not a turning point. I will say a, a big moment for piracy here to see how it ends up affecting like the people there because they can't get the game. So you really can't blame them for it, especially those who oppose the war, but also game developers are going to be mad because people are pirating their games. So there's no really winner here. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the whole piracy thing, especially when it comes to movies, I don't think the it's against the law has ever stopped anybody, really. Yeah. I mean, people are going to download that regardless. But as far as it going like the gaming side, I was wondering, too, if this may be like if, if this is Russia's answer to be like, well, if you're not going to give us our games over here, we'll just allow people to download it illegally. If this turns into Nintendo and, and Sony and Microsoft being like, OK, well, you're fully done from getting anything from us ever again. Yeah. You know, like, do they bring like a full ban hammer down on just Russia in general, which would be a bummer for gamers in Russia? Um, you know, especially if you're a console player, like where do you get your console then if they're not yeah. supplying them for you anymore? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's crazy that they legalized it. Yeah. Uh, and in the coming weeks, we'll see how this ends up getting taken advantage of. Like, I, I kind of wonder what it's going to be like with the Batman movie mm -hmm. and how how like pirated that gets because you know and it's a small news story but batman is the batman is making gajillions of dollars right now it's over 200 million i think almost over 300 million now with with sales it's a good movie so i it doesn't surprise me but you know things and and maybe no i don't think elden ring will matter too much because that would be a very popular multi-console game now yeah we'll see what kind of numbers come out after all of this hopefully ends in a civilized way yeah. Uh, and also speaking of Russia, I just have a tiny one here. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is delayed indefinitely due to the world events is what they said. Um, interesting take. I think this is the first game that I can think of that's being indefinitely delayed because it has to do with war, right? Yeah. And I guess for, uh, you know, I, I am excited for this. So it kind of stinks that it gets rebooted, but I also get it because I guess imagine uh, and i'm trying to think of it like as a movie thing imagine you know somebody releasing a movie about this war mm -hmm. of right now and people in ukraine and russia can go and immediately see it it's kind of like well isn't that a little bit insensitive yeah. to the people there who just went through those horrors so and nintendo's always been like the family friendly sort of company and advance wars is very cartoonish like it's not yeah. really trying to be realistic in any way uh, with its war combat or anything like that. But in the end, it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And I, I don't think this will be like five years from now. We still don't have this game. I think we're looking at it probably next year at some point. Yeah. Or during the holiday season. I could definitely yeah. see that. It, yeah, yeah. it really depends on when, you know, the, the war in Ukraine and Russia ends. So True. We'll see what happens when that comes up. We then have uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, trailer. Yes. Uh, five seconds in, started playing Duel of Fates. I am all in. <laughs> yep. So hyped. <laughs> yeah, I I just really liked uh, his name is Ewan. Is it Ewan McGregor? Ewan or, McGregor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I really always liked his Obi Wan rendition. Like he was kind of the one that wasn't afraid to have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm interested to see like where he is right now in the star Wars timeline, it's not going to be fun for him, but I wonder how they inject like that type of personality into him. Cause I think that's what makes him as fun. Like what makes him so likable is that he, he was kind of the Jedi that wasn't so serious all the time. He was able to like let loose and like yeah. have quips like hello there and <laughs> all that kind of fun stuff. True. Yeah. And there's a couple, I mean, like you, that duel of the fates kicks in and I'm fully on board and like, I can't be more excited for this show. 
But a couple of things that were interesting, I know looking around online, it's been a point of concern. Um, the Grand Inquisitor being in that trailer, his head looked weird and not what we expected him to look like. Yeah. Um, and we all know, even though he wasn't in the trailer, that Darth Vader's there somewhere. Um, so yeah, they, yeah, they've already yeah. come out and said that yeah. Hayden Christensen is going to be a part right. of this. So, I mean, that's what everybody's waiting for. My guess is it'll be maybe one episode that we see him. I don't know. It'd be cool if he's in it a lot more, but I doubt it. Yeah. yeah I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I hope he's in it more because Hayden Christensen gets a lot of crap mm -hmm. for the for those prequels. And I really hope that like this kind of gives him a chance because I never thought of him as a bad actor. No, uh, it just kind of stinks that once you're tied with Disney movies, it's kind of hard to get out of doing anything else. So yeah. unless unless you're like, you know, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that with the Marvel stuff. So I hope that he's in it more than once just for the sake of like. It, you know, people had bad, I guess, opinions about the prequels, not because of him or not or not. And none of it's his fault at all. So right. I I think like he deserves kind of the spotlight to show that it's not maybe it wasn't just maybe it wasn't him. It was more or less the movies that were put out. At the time. Yeah, I don't hate the prequels. They're my, least, they're, they're my least favorite out of all of them, but I still enjoy them when I rewatch them. So, yeah, yeah it would be nice to see him again. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, all right. I got a pair as in two here uh, dates kind of for games that popped up this week. First one being Gotham Knights, October 25th. So it looks like we are getting that one this year. And then the other one, which was kind of a bummer, the Dead Space remake is 2023 now. So not coming out this year. Um, if I can't have Dead Space, I guess I'll take Gotham Knights. I guess that's fine. <laughs> I mean, they, they both look great. I don't know. I didn't see anything with Dead Space. I thought they were supposed to have some sort of like gameplay this week, but I did not see it. So maybe it got pushed. Yeah, with and and this kind of tended to be a lot of like the game delays and forward up sort of things. You know, we had, you know, stuff with like speaking of DC, we had what was it? Aquaman and Flash both delayed till 2023, but then Shazam yep. moved up to December 2022. Black Adam got pushed. Till like, later in this year. Yeah. Right? So like yeah. it it just seems like now and Forsaken got delayed to October of yep. this year. So there it's it's a lot of moving about. But with like with DC, when we're sticking to that topic, um, I'm excited for uh Gotham Knights. I just don't really know much about it, and I guess that's what kind of concerns me is that we we usually see a lot more of these games before or have an idea of how they play. And all we've really seen is cinematic trailers so far. Yeah. So I just don't know if it's going to play like Arkham Knight. I'd like to know if it's going to or not. But true. I have to wait, I guess, again till E3. Cautiously optimistic about it. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's all I had for news. I'm not sure what oh. else you had. I just have two smaller ones. Um, we also got the announcement of the TMNT Cowabunga collection. That's right. And like, I cannot be more excited for this. I don't remember every game that's in this package, but I know the Turtles arcade game, um, both games for regular Nintendo, all the games for Super Nintendo uh, and some Game Boy games, I believe, are all thrown in there. I know like the arcade game has been on, I think, every console at this point. Like I remember buying it on Xbox Live Arcade, but having them all in one package is going to be super nice. If I want to play the NES version of Ninja Turtles, I don't have to dig my Nintendo out. I can just play this. Um, it's supposed to come out sometime this year. So like I was super excited when I saw that. 
Um, I guess that's more aimed towards my generation, though, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, the last one I had that I wanted to bring up, there is a bundle over on uh, itch.io for Ukraine right now um, that I wanted to point out that everybody go check out. You can uh, pay as much as you want. The minimum amount is $10, but there is literally over 900 games in this bundle. And oh, wow. like, they're not like, there's some bigger games on there. Um, and it's for a good cause. So I just wanted to throw that out there for everybody. I believe um, by the time this goes up, I think you may have a couple days left to get it. Um, but definitely go check that out. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and list all the names, but you'd be surprised some of the names on there. Um, so go check that out, and it's for a good cause. All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to look at it myself and see what see what's on there. I've 900 yep. games seems a little bit overwhelming for me right now, but maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe it'll be worth it. I mean, you could slowly work through it for the next 10 years, I guess, right? Yeah, because I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, because my backlog isn't already 10 years long. <laughs> That's true. But uh, let's go ahead into what we played this week, and for me, it's going to be Gran Turismo Seven. Yes, and Voice of Cards: The Forsaken Maiden. That's a name. It is. <laughs> what about what did you play? Uh, so the day finally arrived for WWE 2K22. I played a whole crap ton of that, so I got that. Um, I have some gas station simulator thoughts. Okay. And then just a, a quick one on Young Souls. I wanted to uh, highlight that one real quick. All right. Uh, you played a little bit more than me, so why don't you start off with uh, probably Young Souls? Okay. So Young Souls uh, dropped on Game Pass this week. It's on either PC or Xbox. Take your pick. Um, it's an interesting mix of like a brawler, like a left to right side scrolling brawler and an RPG. Um, what I kind of wanted to highlight is the cutscenes. The animation style is, I thought, fantastic. It looks really cool. Um, and it's just an interesting concept to take a side scrolling brawler and put RPG elements into it. I'm not super far into it. I just started playing it today, but I think it's something really, really cool and something different that people should be checking out. So if you have Game Pass, go uh, download it. I think it's like a gig, if that, and uh, have a good time with it. Cool. I don't know much about it, but I've, yeah. I was going to say, like, you mean old timer, like 2D side score, like the Sim old Simpsons game, yeah. like the Bowling Alley type things? Yep. Okay. Mm hmm. Next up is going for me to be finally, I got Gran Turismo 7. Yes. After Craig's glowing review i had to try it <laughs> i'm still and, playing it so i'm excited to see what you think yeah. well i really like it it's definitely different because it does feel that it does feel like and i was surprised to see the difference that i noticed in forza horizon compared to gran turismo 7 where horizon definitely feels a lot more arcadey for sure mm -hmm. and gran turismo definitely is a lot more of a simulator and like first off this is another game that looks absolutely gorgeous. I'm, yep. uh, I didn't even like skip the introductory video, uh, <laughs> when, it, uh, when, when it showed up. Cause I was like, wow, this looks amazing. Like the nighttime racing, the daytime racing all looks good. It, it really is a fantastic looking game. Like with all of the cars too, especially, uh, racing around has definitely gotten a little bit of getting used to because, like, like, first off, there's I do have a couple qualms with it. Sure. One, I don't know how, like, everything is not voice acted. Like, yeah, in, there's in, no there, voice acting. <laughs> there's it's a lot more reading than I expected mm -hmm. uh, to be doing. And that doesn't bother me because I've played games without, you know, uh, talking and dialogue before. 
But when there's like this much talking, especially like before, like these car videos show up or all the tutorials start coming up, it can definitely be just like a little bit of, you know, at that point, I'm just mashing the X button, attempting yep. to get to the next part of of wherever I'm going, because it's usually just like race, race, get do three races, get three cars, go to the cafe, get another thing, do this again uh, type of thing. And I like the tracks. I don't mind it. I just wish I had a better feeling for the difficulty, mm-hmm. I guess, because even now I'm on like the normal difficulty and like I'm winning races quite handedly. But then the moment I go up to like the, the spicy or the two peppers difficulty, <laughs> um, I start getting like I'm I start finishing in the bottom three everywhere. So yep. I'm having the issue of like not understanding where the difficulty is supposed to lie. Um I do okay. wish like I do wish it was maybe a bit more dynamic to where like in Hori- in Forza Horizon, you're able to like increase the difficulty by almost like five percent mm-hmm. each time, like little by little, the cars get faster. And there's so much going on the Gran Turismo screen that I've got no idea <laughs> what what it means. And it's because I'm not like the biggest car guy when it comes to like the suspension type stuff or like I understand drifting, of course, because, you know, Forza Horizon. But they're all like when you're when I'm turning, all of these red lights are going off and I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so it takes a little bit, but that doesn't that doesn't take away that I am having fun. Uh, it's just a lot more, I think, slower paced racing yep. game than what Forza Horizon tends to be. And I think for most people, Forza Horizon still is going to be like the racing game that you go to and will still be on top. But I really do like the feel that Gran Turismo has, like the adaptive triggers are also really cool. Like the feedback I get from the brake and the gas uh, is something that I pleasantly didn't expect would like mean that much to me. But it does. Yeah. So like Gran Turismo 7 is another one of those games where it is fantastic looking, you know, have your friend if your friends are over and they want to know, okay, like what's one of the best looking games you're probably putting in Horizon or sorry. Yeah, Gran Turismo <laughs> 7. You're putting yeah. in Horizon Forbidden West 2. Let me be fair. Yeah, absolutely. But Gran Turismo 7, like, it definitely looks in- incredibly good. Yeah, I mean, I will say, having played a bunch more this week, that once you, it is, for the most part, it's like, go in three races, get these cars, go back to the cafe. It's a lot of that. And yeah. then it'll be like, all right, now go do this championship. But they kind of sprinkle some other things in there where it'll be like, all right, you unlock this. So go get your car's oil change and a car wash. And then um, later you get to go. I forget what it's called, but um, it you can pick a location, a real world location. And there is a ton of them. And then place your car in that location and take a photo. And like they're like a legitimate full blown camera in this game. Like you can adjust everything. Yeah. Um, which I know you would appreciate. Um, but like, I'm not the greatest messing with all that, but seeing people who know what they're doing, taking in-game pictures and making it look, you can't tell the difference between real life and in-game is insane. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more of an old school PS2, PS3 era racing game for sure. The breaking around corners takes forever to get used to. (laughs) yeah like you're so used to horizon where i can just hit the handbrake and slide around the corner can't do that 
in this at all. Um, and as you go along, I have found that I've kept it on normal difficulty, that it is starting to ramp up for me now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it it does kind of suffer where you feel so overpowered in the beginning and then it kind of slowly works its way back towards keeping you, you okay. know, in I still usually win, but it's close, you know, like they're right on me. Yeah, like that's that's a part of the game. Like I'm missing like the competitive side of it because yeah. like it's with Forza Horizon. There was always like this fine tuning to like mm -hmm. get the difficulty to where like I'm actually like definitely like willingly trying. Yeah. And, I, and if I know I mess up, you know, and I do I do like that about Gran Turismo, where if you mess up, you do have to restart. Yep. Uh, like Horizon definitely tries to like have like the rewind feature and make it a lot more accessible to those people. So you don't have to restart the race the whole time. But I feel like a lot of the stakes in yeah. like when you're racing kind of go away when I could just press the rewind button twice, have a better line and do it like I it sounds weird. But I like the fact that making a like a very costly decision toward the end of the race. Yeah, I'm going to have to restart the entire race because I should know better. Yeah. Like, I, and it is frustrating. Like if you're doing a, a race that's 10, 15 minutes and you mess up at the end, you lost all that time. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting it back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's definitely not a game that's going to be for everybody. I think the crowd for a realistic sim racing game is probably a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, but I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I have so far. Yeah, and I actually quite like the music. Uh, okay. I've like it's got like this like EDM kind of techno pop to it a lot of the times. And to be fair, I actually kind of like its music better than Forza Horizon, where uh, the Forza Horizon music, I just wish they would have just like put the Far Cry 6 music in it and just like made it, you know, Latin hits or something <laughs> like that. But they didn't. So. <laughs> That's true. My two cents about it. <laughs> All right. Um, gas station simulator. I'll go over that one real quick. I've been uh, eyeing this game up for a while now. And uh, now that the new computer's here, it's the first game that I purchased. Uh, just started playing it today, but I'm having a lot of fun. Obviously, people know by now my love, which I don't know where it came from for this style of game, like House Flipper <laughs> and all that. Um, but I mean, it's pretty much what you're thinking. You, you get a gas station in the middle of the desert, um, but you're literally doing everything. You're... Uh, taking a, a backhoe and clearing out the parking lot of sand. You're painting your gas station. You're filling up gas. You're stocking the shelves with food and drinks. Um, eventually, you can get a car wash and a mechanic, and then you're working on cars and doing oil changes and pretty much everything you can think of all kind of shoved into one. Um, my love for Car Mechanic Simulator helps because it's like it put that game inside of this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been having a blast so far. It's such a good, like, mindless game where you're like, all right, I'm going to go sweep sweep my uh, convenience store out. Oh, wait, somebody's there. Now I got to go fill them up with gas. Now I got to run back inside and ring somebody out on the, uh, you know, little conveyor belt and grab things and scan them. So, yeah, I think it's a ton of fun. It's like 20 bucks, and it's easily a game you could be 100, 200 hours into easily. So, yeah, highly recommend. We'll see if it ends up on my list at the end of the year or not. I'm not sure yet, but been having okay. a blast so far cool uh next up is going to be voice of cards the forsaken maiden this is a not a follow-up but it's in a very much of the other voice of card series uh the forsaken maiden instead of like a how do i put it the the dragon isle roars which was the first one 
is it's more based on like old medieval time type things. Whereas the forsaken maiden kind of deals with like being a pirate almost in a way, or like your dream is to be a pirate. The game is a lot of the same when it comes to its previous entry, where the story is kind of told by a narrator who's dealing you cards and is telling you the story almost in a D and D type fashion. And you get to, work with your you get to work with equipment you get to name your characters you get to have people join your party and whatnot i i enjoy these games for the sake of it really does feel like an old-fashioned just kind of D game where someone's telling you the story and you're you're kind of experiencing it because it it's different when it's kind of this open world type thing like with horizon forbidden west and you're kind of experiencing the story through aloy where in in like the voice of cards series you're kind of hearing the narrator tell it and then you're giving him your decisions and like it's small decisions big decisions everything in between i like the game uh i just i don't feel like it adds too much different to be fair from the first one it's a lot of the same at least for now and i'm about two three hours in i want to say is a lot of the same and I guess I just have to continue to see where it goes. Like the art and the music are always good. This is from, of course, the near, uh, like the near developers, and like th- I guess this is kind of their side project when, for whatever you know the next near game is, if there's another one. But it it's enjoyable. But I do think that these games are niche. I don't think people are rushing out to get these games. You can you can't even find them physically, to yeah. be fair, and uh. It's kind of hard because both of these games are like vying uh, like this game and triangle strategy are both vying for my attention right now. And I, I, I really do like voice of cards, but then like I've got triangle strategy, which for me is on the switch and it's on the go. So it's a lot easier to play where uh, I'm playing the forsaken maiden on PS five. And I have all of these other games that I'm also <laughs> trying to play on PS five. So yeah. it's this constant struggle figuring figuring out what to play but it is it is an interesting story i have enjoyed kind of being you know this kind of wanting to live my life on the high seas pirate type thing uh but we have to continue to see where the story goes and i'm going to continue i definitely will continue to play it though so this is a question i was thinking of for you because we're two weeks in at this point and three or four weeks in for horizon right three weeks three weeks in is are you still playing Elden Ring? Yes. Okay. Like how many hours do you have in Elden Ring? 30. Okay. Have you stopped playing Horizon? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's it's not like a judgment. I was just curious to see if Elden Ring was still holding up for you like it seems like it is for a lot of people and everything else is getting kind of pushed to the side a little bit. Still. No, like I, I feel bad because a lot of and also this is kind of like a little bit more like almost news, but like the... Ubisoft and Horizon developers were kind of coming out and like trashing Elden Ring. And that's not Mm -hmm. really fair to any of the like developers in this case from any of the studios. But I, I really liked Horizon and I'm still going to go back and play it without question. But Elden Ring kind of just uh, like I'm stuck in its loop. I love uh, I being able to play co-op is easier than ever before. So I really like that about Elden Ring. And on top of that, like the beating of bosses, like I'm on that adrenaline. Like 
it's just it's when I beat a boss, I get super pumped up and I'm excited and then I'm playing more of the game because I'm going to continue playing it and, and that kind of thing. So like right now, like Elden Ring, Triangle Strategy, the Forsaken Maiden kind of all of have my attention right now. And it's kind of hard to split it up. And I was just thinking earlier, like, I'm not playing anything on Xbox. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fair. It, like, I do see the games that are coming out on Game Pass, but like my Xbox hasn't been turned on in a couple weeks. Until, unless okay. my friends ask me to play Warzone, I'm not turning on my Xbox. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, for me to go from very rarely playing my PlayStation to a, at these past two weeks, the only time I've used my Xbox for the most part has been to play Apex. Mm-hmm. But like I was on that Horizon grind. Like PlayStation sent me an email that was like, hey, congratulations on beating Horizon. And it oh, gave nice. me it gave me my time, yeah. which was 59 hours. Nice. Um, okay. So like I put a lot of time into that game. And then right after that, I went right into Gran Turismo, which I'm still playing. So like my PlayStation, it feels good that it's getting a lot of use. And to me, like, it's fine that the Xbox is kind of taking a break for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because it's going to go back. You know what I mean? Um, And obviously, uh, like, WWE came out this week, too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, PlayStation the past couple weeks has been killing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have. Like, and Elden Ring, I would have played, I guess, like, Elden Ring was a multi-console game. So I really don't count that for a lot of it. But, you know, with games like Gran Turismo 7 and and Horizon Forbidden West, like those are the games you are playing because you got a PS5 and yep. they are they are good games. So yeah. that's kind of the benefit of Sony kind of having their their release schedule for their exclusives down more pat than what Xbox does right now. And sure. Xbox will get there. Xbox will have its time oh, yeah, uh, but right sure. now. Like it's kind of the Sony, the Sony exclusives to, that are coming out. All right. Let's get into what's in my Xbox, which is WWE 2K22. Yeah. Um, been waiting for on this game for a while after the debacle that was 2K20. Um, quick, I guess, overview. Holy hell, they killed it. Yeah. They killed it. Um, everybody looks so much better. Uh, they took their time and made sure that about 95% of the wrestlers in this game look accurate. There's some that are kind of iffy. Uh, but man, they changed up the controls, which I think are for the better. It's more of a, it's a combo system now. Um, instead of where it would, before you had to like, all right, I got to press this and this and this to pull this off. Now it's like, all right, I'm going to do a uh, light, light, heavy grab combo or just a light, light, heavy more like a fighting game, right? Which I think mm-hmm. works better in this instance. Um, the entrances are phenomenal. The lighting in the game is incredible. Um, the My Rise mode, which is basically your story, um, they're taking a page from their other game, NBA 2K, and making a compelling story. Two stories, actually, either male or female, depending on which one you want to go with, or you can do both. Um, and then on top of that, you have... Uh, your normal universe mode, which hasn't changed. It's still kind of go through your shows. There's my GM mode, which is pretty cool, where you pick a brand, either Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, and you're making all the decisions. You're deciding where to spend the money on which wrestlers, um, how, which you know pay-per-views to promote, all that kind of stuff, which is something new and different. And then you have the showcase mode, which before was on the uh, the four women 
um, like Becky, Charlotte. This time it's on Rey Mysterio. And man, that showcase mode is phenomenal. Um, The way that they've always done it before where they'll have videos and they'll be like setting up the match that you're going to play. And they do that now. But now they seamlessly go from you playing and then they'll tell you like, all right, now you need to do this. And then as soon as you do that, it will seamlessly go from you playing right into the video of that actual match, like seamlessly. Um, And then it'll seamlessly transition back to let you play. It's incredible. Um, Rey Mysterio is cool. Everybody likes Rey Mysterio. Um, Seeing his kind of career is very cool. But yeah, um, I didn't really look to see what it's getting review wise. I don't know if you have it all. I have. Yeah. Okay. And overall it is getting reviewed quite positive. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything that you've said has been really right about it. You know, they, they fixed the combo system. They fixed a lot of the bugs Mm -hmm. that happened with it. And it is refreshing to see them. Like, I I feel like there's hope for sports games again, where look what they did with two years and, and fixed it. Like that. A lot of people are a lot happier. I do admit uh the the one complaint i hear is like with the whole reversal system mm-hmm. where if you've got a lot of like really good players going against each other it's just who misses their reversal first yeah um where like in the other games you had like reversal stocks in a yeah. way and you weren't able to just reverse everything so i wonder if that'll end up being added for online play or something like that but yeah. uh, overall like the game does look gorgeous everything seems to be very true to like the wwe atmosphere when it comes yep. to creating shows or the wrestlers entrances, it, it does feel like a, a throwback to the old, uh, like WWE games. Like for me, it was SmackDown versus raw 2008 fe- <laughs> featuring ECW. Yep. That was, that was like the first wrestling game that I fell in love with. And it, it gives me hope to where maybe at some point I do decide to get this game to play with my friends. But as of right now, of course, everybody knows I'm too busy playing. <laughs> Elder Ring. So. I think that like, it used to be for me that like NBA 2K was always the game that pretty much sat next to my console. Whenever I didn't know what to play, I was like, oh, I'll just play some 2K. This yeah. is going to take the place of that where like I'm constantly going to be playing this for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. You know, all these new games are going to be coming out. and I'm going to be jumping into them, but I'm always going to be coming back to this and Apex really um, just because like it has that loop. Where I'm like, all right, I'm going to play a couple shows and get to the next pay-per-view in my universe mode. And then maybe I'll jump in and do some of my my career. And there's just so much to do in there. Um, and they're, you know, they're being very transparent as far as like there's there's a bunch of wrestlers that people were kind of irritated weren't in it. Um, but mm-hmm. they are coming in the DLC uh, fairly soon, the next couple months. So they're consistently going to be adding to the roster, which is a pretty decent sized roster as of right now. I think it's like 80 some 85, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's been a ton of fun. I don't my only issue is like, I don't know if this is a game or if you don't like wrestling, do you still get enjoyment out of this game? Yeah, maybe not as much. Um, It's not going to be a game that you're like that. This is your go to fighting game with your friends. I don't know if that's the case, but if you have a moderate interest in wrestling, there's enough older wrestlers there that you could probably find, you know, enough to like make a universe mode of maybe just 90s wrestlers or something and just do it that way. Uh, but yeah, I highly, highly recommend probably going to end up somewhere on my list this year. Yeah, like the one thing that like it makes me want to get this game is because Rey Mysterio was like my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, 
make, makes me kind of want to get it, but I also know that him being in the game, like that's almost like buying NBA Live 2019 because <laughs> Joel and beads on the cover. I didn't do yeah. that, but let me like I did. That's that, <laughs> that that's what it's like, or at least what yeah. it feels like. And again, I, I'm just hoping that other developers see what they've done with this. They took yes. a, they took a year off, two years, and they came up with phenomenal changes to the series that where everybody's like, this feels fresh. It feels new where that's maybe what we start need to start seeing with, you know, Madden NHL, especially NHL. Yeah. Um, especially Madden, like NBA does seem to be doing better. Like the 2k franchises do seem to be doing a little bit better when it comes to the yearly or, you know, every, every two years kind of initiative that they've done. So it's, you know, just a matter of I hope that the success of WWE warrants a change in like the yearly kind of sports release yeah. of, of games, because I, I count WWE in that because they did that for the longest time. Yeah. And I will say the people that need to be taking the most cue, like the biggest cue from what WWE is doing right now is EA and the college football game. Mm-hmm. Right. You have the time to get this right. Make sure that when that game comes out next year or maybe the year after, whenever that's supposed to be, it better be leaps and bounds above Madden, honestly. Or then, or if that's the case, then put those leaps and bounds into Madden as well. Cause a Mm -hmm. lot of the times we should be seeing a seamless experience when it comes to those types of things. I agree. But yeah, that's going to be our video games played for the week of, I don't even think anything really comes out next week. So, uh, I don't think so. Oh, the um the Final Fantasy game, uh the like fighting one. Remember? Oh, what is that called? yeah. That comes out like Friday. Let me look that up because I I was okay. looking to see what comes out, and I know that's the only thing I saw. It has a weird name. What? Uh, it, it's Stranger not the final... Stranger of Paradise. Stranger of Paradise. It's the Dark Souls inspired type. Yes, thing. that's what it is. Yes, and then. The following week is when we get uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Kirby, Kirby, and Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina, yeah. Which yeah. I'll, I'll be playing all three of those games. Gosh yeah. darn it. <laughs> and a part of me wants to play Stranger in Paradise for the sake of like, I'm going to play the demo and I guess we'll see. Because like they, they release like a third demo or yeah. something like that. So like, uh, You're going to buy it. You know you will. Look, I really like the Final <laughs> Fantasy franchise, but I played the demo and I'm like this. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I guess we'll see. They might have changed out some stuff since that first. Demo. We need to play it for science. Yeah. A part of me is like <laughs> I should play it for science, but <laughs> to each Fair. their own. Next up is what we watched over the week. Uh, yeah. So for me, I watched the boy, uh, the boys diabolical, the animated shorts turning red on Disney Plus and the first episode of Showtime. Okay, I forgot to put Showtime, but I did also watch that as well. I did also watch The Boys Diabolical. That's kind of funny that we both watched it. I also watched Turning Red. Um, I watched Project Adam on Netflix, and then I also watched I Want You Back on Amazon Uh, Prime. Okay, and you know what else I watched? I finally watched Free Guy. So I will talk about Free Guy first. Yes, give me that. Um, I really liked it. I was surprised at how much I liked it. Like It wasn't Mm -hmm. so much the streamer-like type stuff. But I did like the whole kind of like the NPC coming to life sort of aspect, because that's never really been explored, I guess, in like everybody takes the first like 
the first artificial intelligence is like Terminator type stuff and it's the end of the world. Where this one, like, it's in a game and they take it in a game type approach. Uh, I, I was really into it, uh, this, it even until the end. And in the end, like, they give you that, like, and I'm going to I'm going to spoil it because I don't fine. care anymore. It's been out for a while. Yeah. But like when, when he puts on the glasses and does the <laughs> Avengers type thing and the <laughs> Avengers music starts playing and you get yep. Chris Evans, you know, Chris Evans yep. cameo there. Then you get like the Star Wars uh cameo there as well i just don't know how like how did ryan red how did ryan reynolds get the like excuse to use these properties i guess because it's uh 20th century fox which is owned by disney now which is owned by disney yeah, yeah you're right okay yeah. so that may, that that would be why they can do it yeah but i i did like all of that um i thought that like i was really surprised with how drawn i was to like the real world story type thing uh where you know the yeah uh you know, the developers is accused and like he's hiding the other like his other, you know, developers game code in the game and they're trying to figure it out. I, I will admit that like love story stuff was kind of weird and strange uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. But uh, it was it's kind of such a. It, it is a smaller part compared to the bigger picture, and I thought the action was done well, and I, I really liked kind of what they what they did with it and how they how they incorporated gaming into it. I really don't care for the streamer parts again. Like, to be fair, I really think you could have done that with anybody and I would not have cared who it was. But, mm -hmm. you know, I saw too much ninja. <laughs> I appreciated the Channing Tatum uh, cameo. He was uh, the voice of the one guy's uh, like layer vault they were trying to break into. Yeah, um, yep. that was yeah, that I, I really enjoyed that, but. Yeah, I had that on my list last year. That's a great movie. And it's on yeah, Disney it Plus now, right? Yeah, it is. Or something. That's the reason I watched it is because it was on there. Yeah. Um, Want to talk about Boys Diabolical? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's kind of funny. We both watched it this week. Uh, Very easy and quick to get through, right? Like six or seven episodes, about 15 minutes a piece. No kidding. I loved yeah. it. I, lo <laughs> I love the fact that it was so easy. <laughs> yeah, like I enjoy a mo uh, quick episodes that I can get through. My personal opinion I think the first episode with like the Animaniac style was yep. very, very good. I think the last episode with home Homelander's backstory was very, very good. I think the middle kind of lost me a little bit. Some of them yeah. weren't as good as others. Yeah, I was surprised with how much like celebrity talent was yeah. like in the writing portion of things uh, like Aisha Taylor. Like I did mm -hmm. like her episode uh, with Aquafina's like Fina's was good. Yeah, Aquafina. Aquafina's was strange, <laughs> but I li I liked it. I liked yeah. how strange it was. Yeah. Um, Andy Sandberg is the yeah. one who is does like the second to last episode before like the Homelander like storyline yeah. there. Uh, I feel like this is a really good way for them to like get the boy season three uh like hype going again. Do you think people are gonna watch this though? Like your normal people who watch the boys, are they gonna watch an animated? boys i don't think they will i think if you like the boys i think you'll watch this to be okay. fair I, I i do think you do um because like as you mentioned before the first episode is like a great kind of episode yeah. in a lot of ways and I, i'm i'm kind of the same way with you where the second like the like the middle parts of the season kind of lost me yeah like ghost girl i eh. i don't care yeah. like i i uh, they've kind of overplayed the whole yes the world is brutal like i get mm -hmm. it um, kind of aspect of things. I really liked Homelander's episode. 
Um, and that just goes to show, like, despite how much I hate Homelander, uh, like, they, they do a good character with him. And uh, other than that, like, I've, yeah. the They, it, they knew which episodes were the best. Yeah. The first and the last. They knew. Yeah. And, like, all of the different animation styles, like, this is really directly in line with, like, what they, what Disney did with Star Wars Visions. If I were to compare the two, I still like Star Wars Visions better. Yep. than what this was but this is kind of a really good like first attempt at getting more the boys content out there because with like star wars we have all of these like spin-off series with marvel you have all the spin-off series where the boys really doesn't have that and who knows where they're gonna take that they had something like that in invincible but invincible is now caught in a lot of legal issues with yep. uh compensation and and writing and whatnot so, <coughs> excuse me, but I, 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 I just do like I, I did like it. It's just too bad at the middle section. I was kind of almost sleeping through. Or me, too. <laughs> yeah, there was like the Aquafina one was so weird that it kept me interested. But, yeah, the one with the ghost girl and all the other uh, people with powers going back and killing their parents was eh. Yeah. And even like the one with Billy Butcher where like they drugged out like the one flying hero and he ended up doing like it. it, They do do the same like, oh, it's like the boys is really known for being gruesome. And the cartoon style is really good at catching gruesome stuff, but still making it not feel as dark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think it's a solid like six or seven out of ten, maybe Um, those first two episodes. I give like a nine. But the middle mm-hmm. is more of like a five or a six, probably. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. And then I know we both watch Turning Red and Showtime. Do you yeah. want to do Showtime then? Sure. We can do Showtime. Just the first episode came out. Yeah. First episode of Showtime came out. Um, honestly, I'm kind of surprised by how much I liked it. I do. I didn't need the whole background of basketball, but I do understand why they have to do it. Because mm-hmm. not everybody watching this is going to be basketball nerds like we are. Uh, yep. So I do like that they did that. I kind of like the comedy that's a bit that's in it as well. And I think all the characters play their roles really well. Um, I really don't understand having the se- like the 70s, 80s grain film yeah. over the entire thing. Uh, I do wish kind of we would just like use regular picture in a way. But Maybe it's for the aesthetic and maybe I'll understand it sometime through. But one episode in, I thought that they did a really good job with the pilot here. I didn't know what to expect, but um, the whole slogan of like Showtime is like covering the, you know, the Lakers dynasty and like making basketball fun. And that show made, you know, was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's easy for us to be interested in it because we like basketball. But I think what I can appreciate is Adam McKay, who's the director, He's so good at getting you interested in things that you may not be interested in. Like I watched, he did the big short, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I watched that movie because everybody was saying how good it was. And I had no interest and I could not care at all about like the financial side of things. And that's the same thing where like you end up caring about it because he has such a good way of mixing humor with, you know, kind of teaching you about something. I think that's what he's doing again. I agree with you. I don't really like the like, let's film this with a 70s camcorder type style that they're doing. But I I, I guess I see why they're doing it to make it look more authentic. 
Um, I do enjoy like the fourth wall breaking where they're constantly talking to you. It's I think cool. we need that. I think yeah. that's what's making it interesting to me yeah. is it. And I'll, I'll compare it to like House of Cards because House of Cards did it really well, especially yep. in the earlier seasons where like we know the character like knows what they're doing yep. and they're kind of filling us in on what other characters don't know. Yep. So like I, I do really enjoy that aspect and I think it's being done really well here. Yep. Yeah, it definitely helps keep you invested. Um, but yeah, it, it's been good so far. I think um, I would prefer all the episodes to be out at once so I can kind of get through it. But I mean, I guess it gives you something to look forward to. I don't even know what day it comes out. Sundays? Maybe? I don't even, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you either. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I don't think there was one up today as of recording. So probably Sundays. Yeah, probably. Um, let's see. I'll get through. I want you back real quick. Um, that's on Amazon Prime. That is a romantic comedy that I don't usually watch that type of movie by myself, but I did. Um, Charlie Day <laughs> is <laughs> Charlie Day is in this movie. It has to do with um, a guy and a girl who get broken up with and then they kind of find each other as the common ground of being broken up with. And they come up with this plan to help each other get back with their significant others that broke up with them. And I think you can tell probably where it's going to end up at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a very stereotypical type of movie like that. But I thought it was extremely funny. Um, it kept me entertained the whole time. There's a random uh, uh, Pete Davidson sighting that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, it's overall like it's a good, you know, Saturday afternoon movie to watch. Um, probably would have been fine to see in theaters. Don't think it'll end up on like any of my lists anywhere, but I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Like I know romantic comedies aren't necessarily my thing either, mm -hmm. but if at least if it's funny, that's half of Very it. Very funny. The, yeah. So we'll do there. And then Turning Red on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Controversy. I loved, yeah, I loved this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, picks like overall Pixar lately has been doing a lot of like darker tone films and trying to reach out to both kids and adults in their own way. Yep. This is purely like a coming of age teen, like preteen yep. type movie. And I really liked all of it. Uh, the animation is stellar. I think like, despite the fact that there isn't a lot of tension, I believe in the movie, um, it's just a really fun watch. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the they keep calling her like Min Min or yeah, is no, it it's May? Not. May 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 May. Yeah. Yeah. Like May May kind of having to deal with an over embarrassing parent like we all kind of like a lot of people <laughs> understand that, especially overbearing ones. Yep. Uh, and having to deal with like this whole panda thing and the fact that like they put it on its head with like, yeah, the mom knew but then didn't tell. Right. Uh, didn't tell her about it kind of puts everything on like it in a different perspective. Because a lot of the time it's like, oh, no, this has never happened before or something like that. Or this is a family curse that no one ever did kind of thing. Uh, but they they really do it well. And I, I actually really like the ending uh, mm -hmm. in in Pixar fashion. They kind of go with the thing less like that makes less sense. But, you know, the typical the typical thing is, is, you know, like they make it work and it makes sense for her character and for her growth, especially. But um, I, I feel like this this is a movie a lot of people can like connect with and understand because it does, you know, it, it does deal with a lot of stuff that we went through, even when you're as a preteen, as a kid or even as an adult. Like, you know what May May is kind of 
coming from and what she's doing. And I think yeah. her friend group is awesome too. Her friends are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Her friends are great. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, at it's hard. I, I think it's saying it's okay to be different, right? It's okay to be you, um, which is a good lesson for kids out there to see. Um, but yeah, I thought it was done very well. I'm not really sure. I know there was a review controversial review with this movie that got taken down. Um, where, you know, the reviewer said like, I don't under, I can't relate to this at all. I don't think it's a matter of like, oh, if you're not a girl, you're not going to understand this. There's stuff there for everybody. Um, I thought it was done very well. The animation's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I thought it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And I, again, Pixar just knows what they're doing. Yeah, like I was kind of surprised because like I also didn't know what Turning Red was going to be about. I didn't watch mm -hmm. any of the trailers. I didn't do any of that. But typically when it comes to, you know, kid type focused movies, it's kind of hard to to find yourself at paying attention to all of it or enjoying all of it. But um, the way that uh, like her like her first monologue is talking directly to you, letting you know who she is um it's an easy way to like, instead of showing, she's actually just telling you mm -hmm. and making it very clear. And then you kind of learn more and more about her, which kind of makes, I think her an interesting character and like the whole boy band soliloquy part thing of like, become with like becoming a woman, uh, yep. like to see like this boy band was just kind of fun. I really liked that twist to it. Is that the whole, whole reason been, everything's happening. I've been listening to that song all day. Have you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just have memories of like, when I was in, you know, elementary school, high school with NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, that's just what it reminds me of where like yeah. those songs were out there. But as a guy, you were you couldn't admit that they were good. Right. You had to yeah. be like, I don't listen to that. <laughs> it's, just, it's more of that. Whereas you look back on it now, I'm like, oh, some of those songs are actually pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but some yeah, of those songs are catchy. You know, you hate yeah. you, know, you got to admit it that they're catchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, well done by Pixar once again. Um, yeah. I don't know. You think this will end up on your list somewhere at the end of the year or not? Uh, I guess it depends on what all else comes out this year, because to be yeah. honest, I don't have too much of a clue, but I could see it being in the low tens. Yeah. Um, like, to be fair, like I'm say like I'm trying to save a lot of the spots of like the high stuff for the other stuff that comes out this year. But, you know, we, yeah. we, we have to see. Really, I put it on the list for now. We'll see if it sticks. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's what I'm hoping it sticks, to be fair. I just I just don't know what all is going to come out this year and yeah. what all like Disney and Marvel and other movies have planned to, to see. Cause to be fair, like the Batman, like you didn't ask it with the Batman, but like the Batman's in like my top three right now. OK, that's for sure. Yeah, I had somebody else text me literally last night and they have were they're like, I just got out of it. Um, They're like. I think it might be better than the Nolan Batman's I'm like, man, uh, okay. that's some high praise. You that know? is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I still have to see it. So we'll get there. Um, yeah, And that actually comes out on April 14th on HBO max. So you won't have to oh. wait too long. They did. Uh, they did say it was going to be coming out in April. On well, that's HBO good. Max, so. And we also get uh Spider-Man comes out soon. That's on... in April as well. I think yeah. first or second yeah. week of April. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'm excited to watch that again. Yeah, as am I. I feel like it's it's amazing how long that movie felt like it came out ago, but it mm -hmm. really wasn't all that long, long ago. December, today. right? Yeah, December. Yeah. Um, last one I watched, Project Adam, came out on Netflix this weekend. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, it is a time-traveling movie at heart. He goes back to when he meets up with his former self as a kid, 
Um, he has to go back in time to talk to his dad who has died to stop time travel from happening because it's ruining the future, kind of like Terminator. Uh, <laughs> this was good. Um, this is the stereotypical Saturday afternoon matinee movie, right? Like Ryan Reynolds is consistently funny like he always is. Um, I don't think it's anything that's going to like blow you away, but it's consistently funny enough and the action is good that I had a good time for like the hour and 45 minutes that it was. Um, but yeah, it's not anything that's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is like top three movies I'm going to see this year. But for a Netflix movie, I think they did a very, very good job. So I will say that everybody should at least check it out when you need something to watch on a weekend. Cool. I might have to check it out, much like I've yep. said with Righteous Gemstones, but I'm too busy watching other <laughs> Still stuff. haven't done it. Still haven't done it, but I'm going to because that... that <laughs> Well, at that. But other than that, that's going to be it for the podcast this week. We thank you guys for listening uh, and thank you for, you know, listening in to the start of season three. I do plan on doing some sort of a celebration like I did last year, giving out some gift cards to the to the listeners of the podcast. So uh, 24 yeah, hour stream, maybe another 24 <laughs> hour stream. We haven't touched the streaming channel in a while. Yep. Uh, I was actually but, thinking about that, doing like a longer stream now that everything is up and running as it should be. I think for both of us, I think we could pull that off. Yeah. We've well, like we've been growing, we're trying to grow the podcast. And now that we've got video stuff coming out, yeah. Uh, maybe next is trying to find a schedule to get the, uh, to like get streaming going and that kind of thing for us again. True. So things are in the works. We're trying to be, we're trying to be more available and we'll, we'll see how that goes, especially with my new work schedule. I might, I might have a chance. I might be able to stream or at least start writing reviews again. Yeah. Uh, and and find ways to do that. But if you liked it, make sure you share it with your friends or share it on your social media account. We would appreciate it if you did that. Also, if you would review it on your preferred listening platform of choice, we would appreciate it. Follow us on all of the social media accounts. We have Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you have any questions or any or any emails or comments about the show or anything like that, please make sure to email high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. See you later.